It's a postbiotic. Postbiotic. Yeah, you said that. I don't even know what that is. You're like way above my pay grade here, Chris. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Morgan, co-founder of Primal Kitchen and host of the Primal Kitchen podcast. Today, I'm talking to renowned scientist, co-founder, and CEO of Timeline, Dr. Chris Rinch. For more than two decades, Chris has been an innovator in the life sciences arena and developed Timeline in 2007. Timeline is a health science company that develops biotechnology to improve mitochondrial health, muscle strength, and endurance in humans. Today, Chris is going to be talking about the company's proprietary technology, MitoPure, and the future of health sciences. Before we get started, a brief reminder that any and all opinions and views shared by hosts and guests in this podcast are the speaker's own and do not represent the view of Primal Kitchen or its affiliates or parent company. Hello, Chris. How are you? I'm Morgan. Doing great. How are you doing? I'm good. It's great to connect. I'm super excited to have you here. Educate us on all the things. Um, and you are, where in the world are you? I'm in Switzerland right now. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great. So what time is it there? Is it the evening? Oh, it's around um, 6.40. I love it. Okay, well, thanks for joining us so late. You're probably ready for dinner, but we're pumped to learn more. So um, you got to give us a little lowdown. Like, what is mitochondria health, cellular health? Why should the listeners care? Sure. Well, let's start with uh, mitochondria and what are mitochondria. There are these... um, they're basically the batteries inside of all of our cells. And, and what they do is they create the energy that is responsible for all of the, um, and that is needed for all the biochemical reactions inside of your cells and basically for your cells to function. So um, all of your cells, with the exception of your red blood cells, contain mitochondria. And these mitochondria are constantly producing ATP or, or energy um, as as we walk, as we breathe, as we sleep. And, uh, and that's essential to keep the cells functioning well, and not only the cells functioning well, your organs that are comprised of your cells, and then, you know, consequently, your, your entire body um, in keeping that functioning optimally. I love it. Okay. And so what other, like, how does that play out in the day-to-day life of someone? Like how, what would they notice if they had unhealthy mitochondria? What would they notice if they had healthy mitochondria? Well, I mean, as I was saying, you know, mitochondria are are really these, you know, these batteries inside of our cells. And so you feel the energy. So not only would your cells uh, have a decline in energy if the mitochondria weren't functioning better, you would feel it. You would feel uh, less energy. Uh, And when you see uh, better mitochondria function, you see better uh, performance in general, better, um, it's been attributed to better muscle performance. Uh, for example, we've spent a lot of time here at Timeline looking at uh, muscle performance, uh, specifically when we try to act to improve mitochondrial function. Cool. And so can you measure this? Can you measure like mitochondrial health? Sure. So in, in um, well, in humans, you can, uh, you can measure it in a number of ways. You can take a look at the actual cells. Um, so you can take a, what they call a biopsy or a, a sample of your cells um, by taking a, a little piece of the cells from your or tissue from your muscle. So, for example, your leg muscle, you can take a, take a little uh, measurement of your uh, mitochondrial function inside of the tissues of your leg by looking at um, gene expression profiles. So um, that's that's something that we've done in clinical studies. We looked at the gene expression profiles um, in the tissue before and uh, and after uh, treatments um, with our, our product, MitoPure. 
Cool. And what did you find? And well, we see that uh, after a month of taking mitopyr, uh, you're seeing an improvement in, in the mitochondrial function. And we can talk a little bit about how, um, yeah, how you can modulate mitochondrial function or improve mitochondrial function. So essentially, uh, what we've been concerned with is how do you keep your um, mitochondria function from declining? And so if you have a declined mitochondrial function, how do you, how do you increase it? And so uh, normally in all of your cells, your mitochondria have this, this normal life cycle. So uh, as you're, you know, as they're producing energy, they actually create these reactive oxygen species that can then attack the mitochondria uh, and and basically damage them. And so this, our cells have this process inside of them that allow a, that allow the cells to basically recycle the damaged mitochondria. And when you recycle the damaged mitochondria, that clears away space to make a new mitochondria. And uh, and and basically the the recycled components are then uh, reconstituted into the healthy mitochondria. And so you have. Um, yeah, you have a, a better cellular function, better uh, mitochondrial pool inside of your cells, uh, and then consequently, your you know your tissues uh, function better. I love it. And then, and how is this related to aging? Is this something that like declines with age, and this can offset some of those declines, or how does this all play out? Sure. I mean, Morgan, when you're as we're getting older, uh, what happens is that our our mitochondrial function declines, and it's a it's really um, linked to our activity, our diet, um, you know, life, general lifestyle. And so it's been shown that people who, you know, as they get older, uh, having more trouble getting around and, and walking, and you can call these people pre-frail or, or even frail, where they have uh, difficulty getting out of the chair and um they tend to have a, a lower mitochondrial function. In fact, we did a study. Um, one of our first uh, clinical studies that was non-interventional was one where we looked at people who were 65 and older and uh, who and we compared those people who were very active and sort of running or cycling every day versus those people who were having trouble walking around and were considered pre-frail. And we looked at the, um, the functionality of the mitochondria in the muscle tissue and the skeletal muscle tissue. And we saw a big uh, drop in terms of the the gene expression and overall uh, functionality of the mitochondria and and these pre-frail people versus those people who were active all the time. Interesting. And so mitopure can replace some of that that maybe isn't being achieved by lifestyle or is just happening as a result of natural anti-aging. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, you know, if we now going, talking to about mitopure, mitopure, and I'll I'll get into that. It's a, it's a food ingredient that that is actually acting on this pathway of stimulating uh, this recycling of your mitochondria. That and so it kind of boosts the natural recycling, um, this mitophagy, uh, and and consequently you can restore the mitochondria function to their um, yeah to to an optimal level. Wow! And so you're seeing. Impressive results in just 30 days. Is, do you guys have like longer term studies or how long have you been studying the effects on mitochondria? Well, Morgan, we've done a number of uh, clinical studies and, uh, you know, the first one was 30 days. We then uh, decided, and we were looking just at the uh, expression and, and, um, 
and muscle tissue. But then we moved on to looking at uh, physiological effects and we started treating people for as long as uh, four months. And so we, we've run a couple of studies now treating people for four months long. And we saw after uh, four months in individuals uh, who are um, 40 to 65 years old and, and more sedentary lifestyle, we saw an improvement in their uh, in their leg muscle strength by 10 to 12% after four months. And we also saw the same type of uh, benefits on uh, the mitochondria function. We take a look at, um, there's a couple of things we do. In addition to looking at the biopsies, we also take blood samples and, uh, and we look at for metabolites that are, um, that are changing with time. And, and one of those is acylcarnitin and the acylcarnitin levels were shown to decrease as you, um, in those people taking, uh, mitopure. Uh, and so that was, that was something very interesting, um, to see because the top, the combination of, of seeing something locally at the muscle level, but in the, in the plasma, um, systemically, um, this gives you an indication that there's a more of a, a systemic impact on the mitochondria and it's not just localized to muscle, but it should, you should see it elsewhere. And so that's causing us to now explore in other studies um, outside of just the muscle tissue, but continuing um, uh, to think about, you know, the impact on, um, on muscle tissue. We, we ran a second study and older individuals who are 65 and older and who were showing some issues with walking uh, at the onset. So they were screened by having a, a lower, um, yeah, a, a lower endurance. And what we showed was that basically uh, after taking uh, mitopure for two months, uh, we showed an improvement in the, um, yeah, in, in muscle and in, in, in uh, muscle endurance in both the hand muscle and in the, uh, in the leg muscle. Crazy. So cool. And so are there, there's benefits though, if you're not like, you've done a lot of, it sounds like a lot of this research is on like older individuals, but what about like, if you're, I guess you, you said 40 to 60, but what if you're not like pre-frail? Well, it, that's, um, yeah, it's an interesting question. We haven't, uh, we've, we're currently running some studies uh, in uh, a younger population and athletes, but I would say that we now have um, well over 15,000 uh, people who are taking our product. And, uh, and what we, and we get a lot of feedback from people, uh, and this is, and this sort of spans the whole, uh, age gamut from the twenties all the way to the, to the eighties. And, uh, what we've seen in, uh, in athletes, for example, we, we had a number of athletes who started taking our product and, and they seem to feel the, um, feel the benefits there. Cool. I love it. And how did you get into this? Like, this is like such a big problem to tackle, I feel like. So I'm just so curious how you stumbled on this yeah, revelation. Well, yeah, well, when we started, um, the idea was to to really explore, uh, you know, functional foods. Well, we're thinking about aging in general and this idea of keeping ourselves um, functioning at our optimal. Uh, and, and we were thinking about, you know, also the, the diseases that are associated with aging. So that was sort of one of the fundamental um, starting points because the the company was uh, created by people who were scientists, uh, myself, and thinking about, you know, pharmaceutical uh, products uh, coming from that background. And 
And you know, most of the diseases that are associated with aging are slow degenerative diseases, and you you really realize that you have them when it's too late. And, and so, you know, the thought was, can we interact earlier and smarter uh, with nutritional products and making a functional food so people could take that you know into their own hands and try and and manage their health um, in a smarter way with nutrition that was. Uh, that was clinically studied. Now we weren't, we're not targeting diseases with nutrition, but trying to kind of manage your health as you get older and, uh, and keep yourself, you know, at your peak throughout your life. And so that was sort of how that started. And we began looking at a number of different um, natural products. So the idea was to, to really look at the different, um, look at different compounds that are found in natural products and to see what you know, which natural products might be more appropriate uh, to improve our health, and which might have uh, compounds or extracts um, that could uh, offer some real health benefits. And so, um, after looking at a few, we we started focusing in on the pomegranate, and uh, and this was very interesting. We started doing things like um, yeah, take doing developing pomegranate extracts. Um, and then, yeah, we were, you know, bringing in pomegranates, we're juicing them, um, you know, doing extractions, uh, measuring what was inside of the extracts, uh, and then sort of testing those in, in various preclinical models to see, did they have any effects? And, and as that, you know, exploration continued, um, we started thinking about uh, not only the compounds inside of the pomegranate, uh, and one of the most predominant compounds in the family of compounds is called the elagitanins. Uh, and they're sort of complex uh, structures. Um, and, and one of those in the pomegranate is called punicalogen. And so uh, we started looking at punicalogen and then we realized that inside of the, um, the intestine, there's a, well, basically the punicalogen uh, is digested and then converted by the gut microflora, microflora. The, all the little bugs you have uh, in your intestine into um, into a compound called urolithin A. And so this urolithin A is really a postbiotic. And at the time it was, it was thought that this was a way of uh, the body's way of basically um, clearing out the, these elagitanins that you were consuming, um, you know, from your diet and, and just eliminating them from the body. But in fact, you know, we took a look at those uh, compounds and we said, well, maybe there's some bioactivity there. And so what we did is we started um, studying them, uh, looking at them and in worms actually in the very beginning. So, uh, and we're doing this together with uh, a professor here at the EPFL who's um, renowned in uh, mitochondrial biology, Professor Johan Omerks. And, and what, uh, what we saw there in his lab uh, was that by uh, giving these small worms uh, urolithin A, they were able to boost their uh, longevity and their lifespan uh, by uh, 45 to 50%. And so that was, yeah, super remarkable. And, you know, this is something that, um, that Professor Ulrich hadn't seen before. And, uh, and so we, we started exploring that further and we were looking at the Basically, the, you can also look at muscle function in worms by looking at how they move as they get older. And so we saw this improvement there, a whole sort of a whole body improvement at the organism level uh, of the worms. Um, 
by the sort of longevity, but also the, this whole concept that there was an improved, um, yeah, improved movement uh, of the worms. And then we, we decided to, to go to that next level and explore, you know, the impact in mice. And, and it was, it was, this was an interesting study where we started out uh, looking at mice and treating them for, um, for quite some time, several months. And we were looking at mice that were metabolically challenged and, and um, so they were fed. So like uh, fat mice, were they fat mice? Yeah, basically they, they were, we gave them a, sort of the supersized uh, diet um, to give them a little bit of a metabolic challenge. And then, um, and then there was, we gave some uh, uh, urolithin A and, and others we, we didn't give urolithin A. And, and what we saw after, you know, after a number of months, uh, we went and we were, we were looking at their activity and we put them into, um, you know, these, they're kind of like the hamster wheels equivalent for a mouse. And, and what we saw was that they were running about 50% longer, uh, and 50% further, uh, when they were taking urolithin A than when they weren't. And we were also seeing an improvement in, in their muscle strength. And so this was, this is sort of a, a seminal moment for us where we, we realized that it was having a, a very, uh, important impact. Um, not only on the mitochondria, but also on the muscle function and the physiological function. And then we we decided to start looking at older mice, um, so ones that are close to the end of their their lives, um, getting approaching like eighteen to twenty months uh, of age, and and then uh, treating them for shorter periods of time uh, to see if you know if if the impact could happen quicker. And and sure enough, we saw after a couple of months. Uh, in in older mice, we also saw an improvement in the muscle function, and so this was this was really obviously really exciting, and so it caused us to start thinking about the whole translation into the clinical studies that I mentioned earlier, and and the development of of uh, urolithin A into Mitopure, which is our which is the branded uh, ingredient that's in our products. I love it. And then, so it does come from pomegranates, then the ingredients derive from pomegranates. Yeah. So the, yeah, so it's, um, it, it's not extracted from pomegranates. In fact, um, you know, you, you, you can't find any urolithin A inside of a pomegranate. It's, you have the elagitannins that are inside of the pomegranate. And, uh, and so what we do is we, we, we synthesize uh, urolithin A at a, at a very high purity uh, and molecular identical manner to the urolithin A that our body creates. So when you eat when you eat foods uh, that um, and you get uh, urolithin A naturally from the foods that you eat, you need to have the right gut microbiota, and uh, and the urolithin A is created by the body. It's not. Um, okay. So it's product. almost like a reaction after you eat something. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a postbiotic. And, postbiotic. And, yeah. You said that. And, I don't even know what that is. You're like and, way above my pay grade here, Chris. Like, tell me more. <laughs> so Morgan, postbiotics are, are really um, the product of, of the inputs into your body uh, and that are acted on by the gut microflora inside of your okay. uh, intestine. Yeah. So, so when you have, um, you know, postbiotic in, in the case of urolithin A, this, the, 
the before it becomes that postbiotic, you you have your puny collagen that comes in and then is transformed by that gut microflora into uh, urolithin A. Got it. And so if I take mitopure, do I need, I, my body will, I don't need anything. I don't need to do it. Like it's not dependent on my own gut health, right? Like it's going to be effective regardless. You guys have well, it will be, synthesized. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. So you, you circumvent all of the issues of not having the right uh, gut microflora. Got it. Uh, which is, which is really important because we, we want to make sure that if we were going to um, give pomegranate extract, uh, for example, then you wouldn't you wouldn't be guaranteed to get uh, any exposure to urolithin A. But by giving urolithin A specifically at at precise doses, we can ensure that you get an adequate uh, level of urolithin A actually into your bloodstream, and then that can hit, uh, hit the targets that it needs to to stimulate this mitophagy process inside of our cells. Interesting. Okay. So talk to me about longevity. So, I mean, I'm sure it's hard to measure at this point because you haven't had people on it for decades that you can see if there's any like, but you guys are kind of playing in this whole like life extension place, if you will. Well, um, longevity, uh, the way I think of longevity, it's more about health span rather than lifespan. And so meaning that, you know, as you're, you know, as you're getting older, what you want to do, what what we all would love to do is live uh, the best possible life at each moment in our lives. And so, and that's really the definition of health span. So if you can keep your body functioning optimally, um, as you get older, you're going to have a a really great uh, health span. What you don't want to do is live for a long time and not be very healthy. And so by improving the mitochondrial function inside of your cells, you actually improve the metabolic function of all of your cells and, and then your organ function. And then consequently your, your whole body function and your skeleton. Basically, you know, I think one, one thing that's important to think about is, is that when we're trying to supplement um, our bodies, I mean, I, I think a lot of us take, different dietary supplements to complement our, you know, our diet. Um, And when you supplement your diet, uh, many people think, well, what do I need to add, you know, together to have that ideal supplementation or what is the most important uh, uh, vitamin or mineral I should start with? And, and, you know, the way I think about it is that, you know, what you really want is the mitochondria functioning uh, optimally first and, and, because it's producing the energy inside of your cells. And then you can start, you know, supplementing with, with other type of vitamins uh, and minerals that are other, that are also important in the biochemical reactions inside of our cells. So in a sense, like if your cells aren't even healthy, like if you don't have optimal mitochondria, like some, you could be wasting, you could be wasting money on other supplements because you can't even utilize them or not, not so much. Yeah. Well, essentially you know, energy is is the most important thing for your cells, uh, you know, and for cellular bio, uh, cellular reactions. And so uh, you really want to be able to have uh, maximally benefit from from all of the different vitamins and mineral supplements that you should be giving. You want to have your cells from an an energetic standpoint, um, optimal. 
Awesome. Okay. So anecdotally, say a science aside, what are people saying when they've been on your product for a while? You know, we, we've had a number of, um, yeah, I mean, I can, I can give a number of different things here. Um, we, we've heard about, um, well, I, I can talk about energy levels and in, in general, I stopped taking coffee a couple of years ago, uh, after switching to Mito Pure and I haven't felt the need for coffee. Um, and so, you know, and I've heard, and I've heard this from several people, uh, that we've met that, that it sort of, it, it boosts your general overall energy levels, but on, in terms of, uh, sports and performance, we've heard, um, well, we've heard, uh, recovery uh, stories from people who are basically recovering from after exercise that they're able that, you know, somehow they're, you know, they feel like they're recovering much faster following some exercise. Uh, but we haven't tested that clinically yet. We're in the process of doing that. Um, and when we have, uh, well, you know, there's a lot of stories of athletes saying that they were you know, once at the, in the middle of the Peloton and now they're at the front of the Peloton when they're, when they're riding with their friends. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's been a, a number. I know people who have said that they've had, you know, issues with uh, pains that are cramps in their leg muscles before, and they started taking our product and, and those uh, pains or cramps have gone away, but these are anecdotal. And, and yeah, yeah. Really and I mean, you don't even need anecdotal because you guys have done so much research. I mean, you've done compared to like other supplement companies, the amount of research you guys have done on this ingredient is like, it's tremendous. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've run now, um, yeah, a number of clinical studies we've had. We have uh, four clinical studies completed. Three of those have been um, published in, uh, in clinic in and in very high uh, peer-reviewed journals, uh, all talking about mitochondrial function and muscle function uh, in in adults and healthy adults, and uh, and we have a number of other studies going on. and And in fact, one of the things that was interesting is that we're starting to see we're starting to look beyond just muscle function. Muscle function was sort of an entry point for us, and uh, and now we're looking also at uh, mitochondrial function uh, in uh, in the immune cells, and so. This is this is something very interesting because uh, there's this whole I- idea of immune aging, and immune aging happens when that mitochondrial function declines, uh, and so there. What was is immune of, aging? What does that mean? Well, it, it basically means that you know the the immune cells um, aren't stem like and they can't react uh, to infections or challenges like cancer uh, as well as they could uh, well when they were younger and they weren't. Uh, age. And so we're... Got it. So it's like what we were seeing during COVID when it was like, oh, if you're older, you're kind of screwed. Like just, yeah. Well, and, and, and yeah, and it's a good point that that older people often can't react to, um, yeah, to vaccines, for example, because they can't mount a, a an immune response. Okay. Interesting. Immune response. And so what we'll be looking at in, in uh, the two studies is, you know, in one of the studies uh, that's kicking off is really looking at a characterization of the effects of of mitopure on immune cells and on the mitochondrial function of immune cells. And in the second study that we're conducting here uh, in Switzerland, it, we'll be looking at uh, people post-cancer uh, treatment, and we'll be looking at sort of the, the evolution of their immune cells post-cancer treatment as we try to improve the quality of their immune cells. 
Wow. Interesting. Very cool. Okay. You guys have launched a skincare line. So tell me about that. Indeed. So, you know, uh, Mitopure and, and, and uh, mitochondria aren't only, uh, you know, good for, for taking orally, but, you know, on our, for our skins, it's, you also have uh, uh, lots of uh, mitochondria throughout your, your skin cells. And uh, the interesting thing is that, that we've observed is that, uh, you know, when you, when you take, uh, at least when we're looking in, in vitro, we, we see the same type of impact on, on skin cells that we see uh, on muscle cells in vitro. And that is this improving of the mitochondrial function. And so we've developed uh, creams that you can apply that will, um, and we've run a couple of uh, three clinical studies this last year looking at um, the effect of mitopure uh, on the skin, topically on, on the face, in fact, and, and on the back and, and on uh, and various parts. Uh, and what we see is that we, we see an improvement in terms of the, um, in terms of wrinkles uh, after just a few weeks. And so that's something that's uh, after quite just a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, crazy. Yeah. So it's, what's fascinating is that, you know, we're really looking at these two pathways. It's the intrinsic and the extrinsic uh, uh, aspects of skin aging and the extrinsic skin aging is when you have, aging that's caused by UV light and, and pollution, whereas the intrinsic skin aging is caused by just the natural aging uh, of the skin and, 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 and the decline in mitochondrial function and decline in collagen levels. And what we're seeing is, um, and both are very important. In fact, the extrinsic aging might be even more important than the, uh, than the intrinsic aging because we or so often out under uh, under the sun and, and getting exposed to UV light and pollution. Um, but what we've seen when you seen say that, more important, you mean more important for like wrinkle treatment? Well, that it's it may be um, more effective. That, yeah. It, well, having having this, the extrinsic effects on the aging are are uh, more dramatic. If so, for example, if you're out in the sun more often, got it, got it. Okay, more, that's going to impact you more than just the natural aging. Uh, but the okay. combination together cause a yeah cause cause a problem there. I mean, that's it's sort of uh, synergistic in a in a bad way. Uh, yeah. But what we've seen is as through our um, through our clinical studies, we've seen that we can improve the um, improve the wrinkles on the sort of this in general. So uh, from a uh, from more of a cosmetic or appearance perspective, but we've also uh, done biopsies and we've been able to show that we're able to improve things like um, and we see a change in in collagen um, there and the and the different uh, gene expression linked to collagen degradation. So uh, a decline in this and. And also from uh, this extrinsic aging that we were talking about, what we see is that uh, uh, following uh, UV exposure when we when we treat with our creams, that we are able to reduce the inflammation uh, of the skin. So we see this this effect against uh, UV uh, insults as well. Wow, that's crazy. And so, do you think it just works while you're using it, or do you think it's like actually causing changes to the I, I I think it's 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 working as you're you know you apply it every you need to apply it every day of course like like every skin cream and um, 
Yeah, and, and so it, it it acts. It takes a, a certain number of uh, weeks before you you start to see the actual visual effects, and those Im- improve at, with time. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it's so uh, side note, I did receive some of this skin cream for those listening and it is like, it's really nice. It has like a really nice scent. It goes on well. It just, it's good. And you guys formulated without any like the out phthalates or whatever those nasty things well, it's are very, uh, Yeah. It's, it's a, a very uh, green and, and clean formulation. Yeah. Cool. Um, so is there anybody doing anything else on mitochondrial health that even comes close to what you guys are working on? Or like, what are you seeing in the marketplace? You know, I think that there, there's no one else acting on mitochondria that stimulates this pathway of mitophagy. Uh, and, you know, in terms of the clinical studies that have been done, I think we're really setting a new standard uh, and in terms of, you know, developing uh, products and, and testing them at the level that that even pharmaceutical companies uh, might test uh, their products. So we're really trying to set the bar high. Uh, and in terms of other products out there, uh, t- touching on mitochondria function, you know, you you know, there's a, there are a, a few out there, but but not hitting this pathway, which is so key uh, to maintaining mitochondria function, um, and just in the mitochondria in general, the pool, uh, in an optimal state. Very cool. I love it. Um, and how long have you been at this? You've been working on this for quite some time, haven't you? Yeah, we've been doing, uh, we've been doing this research for over 10 years now, Morgan. It's been, uh, yeah, you know, biology takes time and, and clinical trials take time. You, you, you want to make sure that the data is right. You know, when you're, before you go into humans, you want to test that in, and a number of preclinical models where you, you know, you, you can confirm that the data and the science uh, is perfect. And this, and this, as I said, this has been published in, you know, a lot of um, really high impactful scientific journals uh, out there. And they require, you know, a, a lot of, um, a lot of experimentation to get into them. Yeah. Awesome. So cool. So aside from Mitopure, because I'm, I'm pretty excited about it, as you know, personally, um, but aside from Mitopure, what are you most excited about? What are you seeing in the space? You're like, what else are you excited about in health and wellness these days? Anything fun we should have on our radars? Well, you know, it's, I think that the whole longevity space is, is a very interesting one. And, and there's been, you know, not only the, um, uh, not only the different foods that you take and, and the supplements that you take, there have been other, there starts to be uh, more devices that, that people are looking at and, and, and even dietary regimens, um, you know, this, this uh, intermittent fasting uh, is becoming very popular and that can be, it, it, which an intermittent fasting and fasting in general is, um, is something that leads to this whole process of, mitophagy as well. And that and, and sports and being athletic that can naturally stimulate uh, the process of mitophagy. So, you know, this idea of combining, um, you know, the, the supplements that you take with the, the different lifestyle changes, um, like, you know, the intermittent fasting and, and other types of, um, yeah, sports that you might be doing. It's this combination that I think is going to be trending uh, as we um, as we continue and in terms of this whole longevity space. 
I'm, I, I think this will, I think this will be uh, something that we should keep an eye on. Um, I love it. Um, what, what does your diet look like these days? I mean, I gather you're pretty committed to this whole health and wellness thing, huh? Personally. Yes, I'm, I'm very committed. To- you grew up in California, right? You're a West Coast nuts and berries guy by by birth, yes? Of course, of course. Yeah, no. and you're in Switzerland. I mean, I feel like Switzerland just has a good, healthy aura about it. I could be yeah. wrong, but... It does. You know, it's, Mediterranean diet is pretty standard over here, so yeah. we get used to that. Yeah, I love it. Um, okay. What's the worst thing you've ever done for your own health, Chris? You know, I think perhaps those, uh, those desserts that we take from time to time that can, yeah. uh, that might qualify. That'll get you. I like it. Okay. So you're, this is good. You're pretty pure. I, I get some pretty crazy responses on that one. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. What is biggest failure or biggest success entrepreneurially in the last I don't know. And I guess in your career in general. Oh, I, I think the, um, yeah, the, the biggest success has to be uh, what we're doing now with, uh, with MitoPure. I think that, you know, um, you know, I, I, I think the, perhaps uh, if we talk about failure, maybe if we could have done it a lot quicker and, and discovered this a lot sooner and, you know, but I think, uh, you know, this has been uh a, a pretty great success story. And, you know, thanks to a, a great group of people here at, you know, a timeline. I mean, you know, this couldn't have been done uh, without, you know, a, a fantastic team of scientists and, you know, our, our excellent uh, chief medical uh, officer and, and, uh, and all the marketing people involved. Very cool. Okay. This is my last question. I ask everyone this, so you can tell me, but what's something most people don't know about you? This is the drum roll question that you were nervous for, not really, before we started. So just, you know, could be anything, something most people don't know about you. You know, living here in Switzerland for a while, a a lot of people think that, um, don't realize that I'm originally from California. So, so that's probably, I would say for, for people here in Switzerland and, and those people, when I'm over in the U.S., uh, they probably don't realize that I'm when we met, I thought you were Swiss. I didn't, uh, when we chatted prior, I did not know you were from California either. So I, that's a good one. I was like telling you like, Oh, you know, us Americans. And I'm like, Oh wait, you were, <laughs> I'm so ignorant. Very European last name too. <laughs> very German. Well, now it's Italian. So not even, my maiden name was Bueller, which is very German, but yeah. Um, I love Swiss it. German. Is it Bueller? Yes, Swiss German? Yeah. yeah. yeah yeah. And my name, Guten Morgen, is good morning in German, too. So, but no. yes, but American through and through. Um, well, awesome. It was so great to meet you. I love what you guys are doing at Timeline. Can you give the audience just a little like nudge on where they can find you guys if they want to sure. try your products? Sure. You guys can uh, you can find us at TimelineNutrition.com. And um, yeah, it's uh, easy to easy to find us. And I guess we'll probably put a link somewhere. We will. Uh-huh. We will put a link somewhere and we'll send you out in the interwebs to the Primal Kitchen folks. Thank you so much, Chris. It was great chatting. Thanks so much, Morgan, for having me today. This is great.